Hello, I'm Brian Martins, and you are listening to The Spoken Symbol. The Spoken Symbol is a poetry podcast that brings awareness, transformation, and deep intuition into your life. Once upon a time, there was a story about the universe, and it began with words spoken. There was nothing else except spoken words. These words became symbols, and these symbols were crafted to have meaning. People continued to craft words that had meaning, and they built their world upon these meanings. Poetry is a time-honored symbol for us as humans. We choose to inform our inner and outer lives with meaning through the sound of poetry. Please join me in the listening of poetry. Open all your senses to the meaning that poets give to our world. Relax. Take a deep breath. Allow yourself to be transported by the metaphorical language of poetry. Magic happens once upon a time. Please join me for number 21 in the series of podcasts and articles. This one's entitled, The Bushmen Follow Lightning. Hi, this is Brian Martins, and yes, uh, The Bushmen Follow Lightning. This is the 21st in the series of podcasts and articles. And yes, the Bushmen tribes of South Africa do follow lightning. They follow it for the rain and the life-giving water which they hold and carry in ostrich eggs. I feel the lightning may be more important actually to them as a symbol than the water which sustains them. When they see lightning, it is the awakener, the force of action and announcing the clouds, thunder, and weather are conspiring to bring rain to their parched desert habitat. They follow lightning because they are because they believe the forces of nature are their friends and guiding spirits. So lightning is the announcer <clears throat> that the rains will come and allows the Bushmen to trust the natural world. Lawrence Vanderpost has written over 23 books about his life growing up in South Africa and the Bushmen tribes that occupy many parts of southern Africa, Africa around the Kalahari Desert. His knowledge and descriptions of the Bushmen is compelling for me due to my interest in indigenous cultures, shamanism, and the spirituality of nature. His books are really chronicles of the lost culture of a Stone Age people that were one of the first inhabitants of the African continent, if not the first people on the planet. My first interest of Vanderpost and his writings of the Bushmen came from a friend who recommended his books. The stories of the Bushmen are fascinating to me because of their connection to nature and how they connect with nature. Western cultures may not understand the depth of connection the Bushmen have with nature because we have generally overrun indigenous cultures and marginalized them and only later begin to study and appreciate them as a people and a culture. This has happened to the Bushmen today and most have been moved into government-built resettlement camps far from their original homes. One of the first sad yet awe-inspiring moments for me was listening to Vanderpost recount a story of him sitting around a campfire with Bushmen. He tells the story of the Bushmen asking him if he could hear the stars singing. Vanderpost was befuddled and didn't want to appear incapable of hearing the stars, yet he knew in his heart he didn't understand the capability that the Bushmen had. He related how the Bushmen were genuinely sad that he could not hear the stars because the stars were such a major symbol for them in their lives. 
Living in small huts, the Bushmen were open to the vast sky of the desert and the millions of stars that looked down upon them each night of their lives. How is this possible to hear the stars singing? What did it sound like? Vanderpost was fascinated, intrigued, and determined to understand how they heard the stars singing. I too was fascinated by the story and want to find out what we have lost in our understanding and our lost ability to hear stars singing. It was difficult for the Bushmen to understand why Vanderpost could not hear the stars, because all the Bushmen tribes can hear stars singing. As I read more and more of the Bushmen stories, I began to understand their vast knowledge of nature and how dependent they are on nature to provide food as well as, well as spiritual and emotional support, as most indigenous cultures are. In another eyewitness account, Vanderpost witnessed a Bushman woman holding a child with both hands high above her head as she sang a prayer to the stars. Her reverence for the child, the stars, and the sky was spiritually magnetic. She is asking the stars to take her little child's heart and give him something of the heart of a star in return. To the Bushmen, the stars are hunters and she is asking for the stars to give her little child the heart of a hunter, so he will grow up to be a great provider for the tribe. The woman's dedication to the act of praying for this blessing was total. Soon the woman placed her baby on the traditional spot on her hip, and she continued her preparation for her family's evening fire. Their culture is filled with encyclopedic stories of all the desert plants and animals. They know intimate details of the habits of all the plants and animals and have anecdotal stories of their behaviors and personalities. Their ancient Stone Age history has filled their lives with an oral history that is detailed in fun, humorous, and psychological insights into how and why each plant and animal acts and reacts in the ways they do. For example, honey in the desert is highly revered in their culture. The Bushmen know and follow which birds, insects, and animals like honey, and they follow and learn how each species achieves getting their honey. <clears throat> they are adept at following the seasons and each cycle of flower or plant, so they know when the honey is available. Because they know they are cohabitants in the vast desert, they share the resources, fruits, and vegetables with the balance of creatures in their environment. They also have stories of larger animals and the magic they carry. The steenbok are petite antelope of Africa and prized by the Bushmen for their beauty and delicateness. On one hunting trip where food was low and it was necessary to kill for food, Vanderpost and the men of his caravan were trying to shoot a steenbok. Vanderpost a great shot, missed three shots at the steenbok, and a colleague missed once and was only able to nick the steenbok in the ear. At this point, the steenbok ran away. In later recounting this story around the evening fire with these colleagues, the bushman in the caravan told how the steenbok possessed magic and was rarely killed. The bushman believed it had to do with the steenbok's personal power and its role in the animal kingdom. And yet they noted that people had shot and killed steenboks before, but it was always 
under special circumstances. The praying mantis is probably their most important icon and creator god in their cosmology. The Bushman creation story always involves the mantis. Their rock paintings, art, and stories show the great creative aspects of their tribe and culture. How did their people begin? Was it lightning striking a rock in a pool of water that ignited life in the desert of Africa? What was the spark that created this Bushman people that can hear the stars singing? I'm always amazed at the bountiful creation stories that survive each early culture. How is it that indigenous cultures arrive at their own stories adapted to the animals and plants that are typical to their area of migration? I'm always thankful for the countless researchers that have studied ancient cultures and preserved the artifacts and stories that can teach us about those worlds that are no longer here on Earth. Nature is still a, a patient teacher and poets and writers continue to observe, explore, and contemplate the meaning of the natural world and what it can offer us in aspects of reverence, relationship, and the spiritual nature of our connection to the universe we are a humble part of. In talking, talking about my process for this article and this podcast, um, I was trying to decide how to draft a poem for this article like I usually do, and, um, and I did it both ways this time. Uh, first, I started to write the article and found that there were too many words uh, coming out, and I wasn't you know, getting to the heart of what I wanted to say. So then, then I decided to write the poem first, and that really gave me a better structure for, for further exploration. So this poem called Bushman Follow Lightning is the compilation of, of starting both ways and coming out with what I want to say about the Bushman in poetry form. And please know and, and feel that the Bushmen are your ancestors, and their deep understanding of the natural forces in the universe are actually still in your DNA. We all have a deep connection with nature and we may have to look up at the stars to become the hunter for our place now on this earth. Here is uh, my poem, Bushman Follow the Lightning. The Bushmen of the Kalahari follow lightning. They follow thunder and rain, knowing water is life. They mimic electricity with their speech. Their electric clicking of speech follows the lightning, attracts lightning, connects them with lightning, the announcer of things to come, moving the tribe onward in faith, in search for water, for life. Lightning, electricity, their god of survival, brings rain for their thirst, the excitement for light and clouds, dark ominous clouds of wetness, their constant search for life, for sustenance and food. They follow lightning because of the electricity. Carrying water in ostrich eggs, they adapt like plants, their bodies holding water, their ability to walk and exist for long periods of waiting and searching, waiting for lightning. Not separate from nature, they thrive on acceptance, allowing nature to happen. The Bushmen make magic with all the plants and animals, make magic to tell their stories, blending their lives through the stories with nature. 
Their babies baptized to the stars, their babies baptized to the stars, mothers holding them to the sky, praying, feeling their sacred connection with the stars, announcing each baby blessed with stardust at home in the open. This Stone Age tribe spoiled by the white man, the gods of everything. The white man doesn't depend, he takes and makes, nothing left to chance. The white man takes nature for his own, not in relationship with nature. The white man spoils the Bushman relationship with nature. The Bushmen witness the abundance of food and water in the Land Rover, these sailing ships of the desert, holding all they need without asking nature, without a thought of thanks. Bushmen see the easy abundance and also the hole in the body of men where there is loss of soul. They fold their huts to pressure from the white man, live in government housing away from their lightning and stars. Blessed be the Bushmen who have their stories that are sweeter than honey, that connects them forever to the beginning of time. Again, I like to read the poem a couple times, allow it to sink in. Bushmen follow lightning. <clears throat> the Bushmen of the Kalahari follow lightning. They follow thunder and rain, knowing water is life. They mimic electricity with their speech. Their electric clicking of speech follows the lightning, attracts lightning, connects them with lightning. The announcer of things to come, moving the tribe onward in faith, in search for water, for life. Lightning, electricity, their god of survival brings rain for their thirst, the excitement for light and clouds, dark ominous clouds of wetness, their constant search for life, for sustenance and food. They follow lightning because of the electricity. Carrying water and ostrich eggs, they adapt like plants, their bodies holding water, their ability to walk and exist for long periods of waiting and searching, waiting for lightning. Not separate from nature, they thrive on acceptance, allowing nature to happen. The Bushmen make magic with all the plants and animals, make magic to tell their stories, blending their lives through the stories with nature. Their babies baptized to the stars, mothers holding them to the sky, praying, feeling their sacred connection with the stars, announcing each baby blessed with stardust at home in the open. This Stone Age tribe spoiled by the white man, the gods of everything. The white man doesn't depend, he takes and makes, nothing left to chance. The white man takes nature for his own, not in relationship with nature. The white man spoils the Bushman relationship with nature. The, Bush, the Bushmen witness the abundance of food and water in the Land Rover, these sailing ships of the desert, holding all they need without asking nature, without a thought of thanks. Bushmen see the easy abundance and the hole in the body of men where there is loss of soul. They fold their huts to pressure from the white man, live in government housing away from their lightning and stars. Blessed be the Bushmen who have their stories that are sweeter than honey, that connect them forever to the beginning of time. Please start following my Facebook page. Uh, the link is below on the 
medium.com article below the article and uh, because you're going to get more notices about the upcoming haiku poetry book being published by Fernwood Press uh, that's in Oregon. Uh, the book, my first book of poetry and haiku, is, is out in late October or early November. And I look forward to seeing and meeting all you followers and listeners, readers, when it arrives. I would like to do book signings and meet and greets at bookstores near you. So send me messages and if you have a favorite bookstore, send that along and I'll make connections. Stay tuned. And the Facebook page, um, I'm sort of revamping it, new pictures, new content, is www.facebook.com forward slash Brian R. Martins Poet forward slash. Create and be well. Thanks for listening and reading my articles. Stay tuned. Also at the bottom of the article is all the podcast listening platforms. Thank you.